0: welcome 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 everyone to tonight's women of grace uh, not even a lesson it really truly is an impartation it really is art art first impartation that the Holy Spirit has allowed us to have of this new year or for this new year and so I'm super super excited to just share and just be able to record the Lord did allow me to record it we know that some of these lessons the Lord does not, allowed to be recorded. But this one, um, the Lord has given a green light for me to record. So I'm very, very excited and just honored to be able to share some things that the Lord has placed on my heart uh, that are that are really truly from his heart to his, his daughters uh, with a, an emphasis on um, his daughters that are in a season of singleness and just waiting. And I mean, when I tell you, as I was driving um, it seems depositing just more about two days ago. I just began to cry because I could just feel and sense the presence of God's heart. Just so beautiful in just tonight's message, and so I just pray that as you're listening, or even as you're you're you're, you're listening live or playing the replay, that it, you really just allow the Lord to just minister to you. Whether you're single or you're not, it is just such a, a a opportunity to just hear from God, and it's just so sweet and a sweet time of really communion and fellowship, and so. I'm going to open us up in prayer and really just allow the Holy Spirit to just take over. There are some very specific things that I'm to share tonight. There's some words of knowledge. There's some very specific words from the Lord, as well as some exhortation. Just so much that God has to say tonight. So I'm so, so excited. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for just tonight's just special impartation and exhortation just for your daughters, Father. Thank you that you just love us so much, Lord, that when you sense that there is an opportunity, Lord, for you to 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 speak through one of your messengers, Father, to really encourage us all, Lord, that you seize the moment, Father. We love you so much for being so mindful of us, Lord, for knowing the issues and the challenges and the weights of the world, Father, that we struggle with on a day-to-day basis as women, whether we're single or married or or, or engaged or whatever our, our status is, or relationship status is, Lord, we thank you that you just so desire to just have these moments to love upon us, Lord, to remind us who we are, Lord, to remind us whose we are, Father. So I thank you, Father, that you never let us go too far astray, Lord, that you want and so desire to reel us on in, Lord, to really remind us that we're not alone. Lord, we just thank you for tonight, Father. Thank you, Lord. May I speak not a word of my own, Father, but only words that you have allowed me to speak, Lord. We love you, love you, love you, Father. We pray that tonight's message is so beautiful and it flows in the way that you envisioned that it would flow. It is in your precious, precious and in mighty name that we pray. Amen. 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 So, and it, it it's just amazing how I was headed down a different direction in. Uh, I had another lesson, just all planned out and mapped out and prepped, and as usual, the Holy Spirit really, um, he really just changed the direction a couple, maybe a week or two ago, and really just, um, just said that he really wanted to just share some words of, of 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 encouragement and and some and to do some impartation, and he just began to show me that this is. This is the, the the month of Valentine's Day. and I, I personally don't put too much emphasis on this, but what the Lord began to show me, and this is, he does actually show me this every year, but never to this extent. He's just began to show me the heaviness and some of the emotions and some of the, the negative seeds and thoughts and, and just different things that this month and this week leading up to, to Valentine's Day really does. And, and what it does is, it really is this holiday that is centered around love as the world knows it um, and as the world sees it. But it, what the enemy does when he uses, you know, sort of secular holidays as this, um, he, he tries to remind those who are single that, you know, they're alone. They don't have anyone another year. Like all of these things that he's trying to do because he wants to discourage us, right? He wants us to settle. He wants us to believe that God has forgotten about us, that there's no kingdom spouse for us, that there's no rib mate for us, that there's no um, prince that's set aside for us, that God has totally abandoned us, that that we are in fact alone. And that feeling and that spirit of loneliness, uh, man, if it's left unresolved or unchecked, it will really, ha- it has the potential to lead us down just a, a, a really dark tunnel in a sense that we begin to settle for people and for, for situations and and, 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 relationships that are not ordained by God. So I'm just so excited that the Lord just sees fit again to just really just share these words. And before I even get into the word for singles, the Lord just really just, you know, in this season, he really just said, um, he wanted to remind us that we're not alone. Um, and he began to just minister. Um, and he said, in those moments, oh, I'm just, I, I just prayed on, and began to cry because again, not, not any word from me because I was headed. I wanted to, to minister on uh, preparing our, uh, preparing our hearts for something different. I, I didn't want to minister on this at all. This wasn't my choice. This is definitely the Holy Spirit, but, but the Lord began to say just, just a word to his daughters corporately, In those moments where you wonder if you're enough, where you wonder if you're worthy, if you're loved, know that before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew every single detail about you, and I have loved you ever since. You are the apple of my eye. Thank you, Jesus. Beloved, there isn't anything that can separate my love for you, not mistakes not disappointments, not perceived failures. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. How sweet is that? That is just so amazing. Just such a word from our Father. Just such a sweet and loving reminder that we are enough, that we are worthy, that we are loved. And this is not just about being single. This is not about our relationship status. This is literally our heavenly father, our daddy, (laughs) our daddy, as we know him, just reminding us that he knew us. He knows us every single detail and that we are enough. We are enough. I just felt the Lord was so specific in saying that no matter where you are, that we are enough that he sees us, he knows us, and he loves us beyond any decision that we've made, beyond any disappointment, beyond any perceived failure, that the Lord sees us and knows us. Just so, so beautiful. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for those words, Father. We thank you for those words, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you. So the majority of what the Lord wanted to share with us tonight as we just move on from those sweet opening remarks for just all of his, all of his daughters. He really just had um, a lot to share or quite a few nuggets to share with those who are, who are single, who are single in the season of waiting, who are single and are feeling like the Lord has really just forgotten about them, who are single and really just feeling like there's no one for you. You're really alone. There's no, You've tried everything. You've lived the right way. You, you've walked in righteousness. You've walked blameless in the eyes of the Lord. And God just really began to just say that he loves us too much to let us settle. That is his beloved daughters that are single, that he loves us too much to let us settle. So often do we try to settle for what we believe is of the Lord or for what we believe that we should have, for what we believe is the relationship that God has for us. And really we have not sought the Lord and really we have not gone before the Lord. But I can tell you this, that if it's not ordained by God, that it is going to dissolve in one way or another. And God just really began to minister on how he loves us too much to let us settle. He said, pursue me like you pursued them. If you only knew the way that I love you, you'd understand why I didn't let you settle. Why anything other than my son is your portion, because I only give good gifts. The Lord began to just talk about how, imagine if our hearts were so intertwined with his, oh my goodness, these are, I'm just, oh my God, these, again, nothing that I could write. This is so beautiful. The Lord said, imagine your heart so intertwined with mine that your husband, my beloved son, had to seek permission from me in order to enter into your heart. Mm. That is so deep. That is so deep. The Lord said, imagine your heart so intertwined with mine that your husband, the husband that God has for us, his beloved son had to seek permission from him in order to even enter into our hearts. This is just so, just so beautiful. God is just, he's so beautiful. He's so amazing. And just the words that he's choosing to share tonight. And I believe, believe, believe that those who are in a season of singleness, that those are in, who are in a season where they're waiting and they're growing weary, that God is really really imparting such words of exhortation and love and encouragement tonight that are truly, truly, I believe going to really bless the heart and soul of his single daughters. Oh my goodness. And so the Lord began to take me to the story of Abraham and Sarah that we're all familiar with. And he began to encourage his single daughters, my single sisters, not to grow weary That if we are all, I know we're all familiar with the story of Abraham and Sarah, that Sarah waited 25 years for a promise that wasn't even made directly to her. There's nothing in the passages that tell us that Sarah ever heard from the Lord herself. Everything that she was hearing, based on what the scripture tells us, came from the promise that the Lord gave to Abram or Abraham. So it's not like she had her own encounter with the Lord. It's not like Sarah had her own moment with the Lord, right? But Sarah waited 25 years for a promise. The Lord says, is there anything too hard for me? The Lord says many of us, um, many of us have received a promise from him or a vision or dream about our husband. And he said, is yet to manifest, but he's encouraging us to wait in faith. But not to just wait in faith, but to wait in service. Oh, I want to say that again, that that again. That Sarah waited 25 years for a promise that wasn't even made directly to her. Is there anything too hard for the Lord, says the Lord? She didn't even have her own personal encounter with the Lord. And many of us have received a direct vision, a direct promise, a direct prophecy, a direct word, a dream about our future husbands. And because it is yet to manifest, many of us have become discouraged. And God is encouraging us to not just wait in faith, but to wait in service. And what does that mean? God said it means shift our thoughts. Oh my goodness, Lord, we love you. Shift our thoughts and to focus on our real first love. See, many of us, when we become single, we begin to pursue love as the world knows it, but the Lord is really challenging us as single sisters who are in a season of waiting to shift our thoughts and begin to focus on our real and true first love. When we do that, then we allow everything else to fall into place. That's Matthew 6.33. The Lord began to really minister about Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes 3.1. To everything there's a season a time for every purpose under heaven. There's a purpose for this season of singleness. There's a purpose for this weight. There's a purpose for every activity and every season under the heaven. The Lord said there's preparation in this weight. <laughs> Hallelujah, there's preparation in the weight. There's purpose in the weight. And I'm talking about the wait, W A I T, waiting for the Lord to allow you, to, to, to allow your kingdom spouse to find you. There's purpose in that wait, there's purging. In the weight, there is purging and cleansing that is occurring while we are per- being prepared, molded, shaped, and groomed for our kingdom spouse that is occurring in that very same individual. We don't see it, we don't know it, but there's purging going on. And I've always taken to the story of Esther and just remembering how there was a whole cleansing process, a whole 12 month process before Esther was presented before the king. There's always purging in the weight there's a purification in the weight there's a cleansing that god is doing while we are waiting that if we would only allow the lord to really do the work in us that this season of waiting w-a-i-t won't become a weight w-e-i-g-h-t on our hearts hallelujah Woo! hallelujah oh we thank you lord you come to minister to us tonight and we receive it holy spirit oh we love you tonight lord Woo! Oh, God is just so amazing. Oh my goodness. God is so amazing. Again, these are not words that I could think of. Not at all. I mean, I was headed down a different direction with a different lesson, but the Lord got a hold of me and said, This is what, this is what his daughters needed to hear tonight. So this is what I'm here to minister tonight. And 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 and, and, and again, it is it, there's the 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 Lord said, Do not grow weary. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Do not grow weary in the wait. I want to go back to that part about Sarah. Sarah waited 25 years because I really feel the Lord depressing upon my spirit to go back to that, right? That that people are putting a timeline on the wait and on the word from the Lord. That that, that we are as single sisters putting a timeline and we're putting emphasis on a time frame, uh, on a word that we receive from the Lord. And the Lord is just reminding us. (laughs) That Sarah waited 25 years for a promise, one, that wasn't made directly to her, and two, in the natural, it looked just wrong on every level. It defied every aspect of logic. But the Lord says, is there anything too hard for me? Hmm. That that promise that we receive from the Lord, that we are allowing discouragement to set in because it's been a certain number of years. But if we look at just how what, what happened when, when Sarah waited the 25 years, she had that moment where where, where the angels came. They were, they were kind of disguised as visitors and they spoke that word. And they said that around this time in life next year, when they return, that Sarah will have a son. And if we remember the passage, Sarah overheard it, right? Because Sarah was doing what we do as women. Sarah overheard that word and and, and she laughed. She laughed because she was old and she was well stricken in age. So Sarah in that moment began to get discouraged because she looked at the natural circumstances. She was so old. So what, the, what they spoke to her, it defied all aspects of logic as Sarah knew it. But what did the Lord say to her? Or what did he say to Abraham, which she overheard as well? She had to have overheard. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? We have received that promise from the Lord and it is yet to manifest. We have yet to meet our kingdom spouse. We have yet to, 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 uh, to meet our mate, and God is encouraging us to wait in faith. Because there's a difference between waiting and waiting in faith. There's a difference between waiting in faith and waiting in service to the Lord. Mm. thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's preparation in the wait. The Lord has had me go back to that. There's preparation in the wait. There's purpose in the wait. There's purging in the wait. There's a deeper understanding That the Lord will do, there's a deeper understanding, thank you, Holy Spirit, that the Lord will show us of who we are that occurs in the wait. Oh, I want to say that again, because that's so powerful, because while our focus is on that word from the Lord manifesting about our husband, the Lord is saying, but I want to show you more of who you are, because see, the thing about being single in a season of waiting is that if you do not know who you are outside of your husband, it doesn't matter if I bring your kingdom mate, because you won't know what to do with him. Hallelujah. Woo! There's a deeper understanding of who you are, says the Lord, that occurs in the wait, what your talents are. Your God-given talents, what your God-given abilities are, what you are called and purposed to do, that occurs in the wait. Because again, says the Lord, if I bring you your husband and you're not sure of any of that, you will not know what to do with it. And see, the thing about marriage, says the Lord, is that marriage is a ministry. So, so many of us in this wait are weighted down by society's norms and standards and and definition of what a marriage means. But if we look at the kingdom definition, we know that a marriage comes with a purpose. And if we are not sure of our God-given purpose outside of that marriage, what we will end up doing, says the Lord, is we will end up idolizing our husband and idolizing that marriage. And we will end up finding our identity or seeking our identity in that man. Oh my goodness, the Lord didn't come to play tonight. And I'm so here for this. The Lord says, "See the wait, W-A-I-T, not as the world sees it. See, the world is impatient. The world sees timelines. The world sees, sees these checklists, these check boxes. The world sees waiting through a negative pers- peasant through, through a negative lens. But there's always a waiting season with the things of God. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There is always a waiting season." with the things of God. And you can, that's, that's, biblical. If you look at some of the biblical characters, again, we look at Esther, we look at David, we look at, right, we look at so many who were in a season of waiting before stepping into their assignment or before being connected with their King. I'm talking about Esther. There's, there's a waiting season with the things of God. We have to see a single woman this season of waiting, not as the world sees it, But as the Lord sees it and the Lord says, there's, there also may be something that's hindering our kingdom spouse from being released. There's divine delays that we know there's demonic delays, right? But there are also things that we are doing (laughs) that we have not been freed from that, that is blinding us. And that is, that is keeping or hindering the Lord from even allowing us to even see who our kingdom spouse is, that that person may very well be camouflaged in front of our own eyes, but see, because there's work in us to be done, the Lord is not allowing you to see that person as you should. Oh, that's so good. Why? Because just as he has words for us as his beloved daughters, just as he loves us as his beloved daughters with everything he has in us, that he feels that very same way about his sons about the prince that he has for us as single women. He builds that very same way. He, there's a sense of protection over him as well. See, and if we are not prepared to receive our kingdom spouse, we are going to do more harm than good. And the Lord is not going to have that. So the Lord began to say, ask me to show you some things. Ask me to show you if there's Work that needs to be done in you that's hindering me from releasing your kingdom spouse. The Lord began to share those things. The Lord said, ask me if you're harboring bitterness. Mm. Ask me if you're harboring resentment. Ask me if you're harboring unforgiveness. He said unforgiveness towards your ex, whether that be your ex-husband, your ex-boyfriend, unforgiveness towards your ex. Unforgiveness towards anyone. But the Lord was very specific in unforgiveness towards your ex because Thank you, Holy Spirit, because what can happen if you're harboring unforgiveness towards someone you once dated is that the Lord is going to lie to cross paths with this amazing man, his beloved son. And guess what is going to happen if you are not walking in forgiveness and have not been freed from that that feeling of bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness towards your ex, your kingdom spouse, your your mate, then becomes that person. You then, We then, as single women, begin to take out those feelings or even have situations that trigger those feelings because we have not allowed the Lord to do that healing. We have not allowed the Lord to do that healing us in us. Therefore, that bitterness and that resentment and that unforgiveness that we harbor towards our ex has now been shifted and has now been deflected and deferred or, or, or even imposed on the person that God actually has for us. Meanwhile, your ex wasn't it. You knew that, but you were in it. And the Lord says, if you are not healed and freed from that bitterness, that resentment, and that unforgiveness, that it is going to do you more harm than good. But the Lord has spouses that are camouflaged. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That he is not allowing his single His single daughters to even see. And they may very well be right in front of your own eyes, right in your very own space, right in your very own job, church, wherever. And God has them camouflaged because see what he will not allow us to do is he will not allow us to step into something if we are not prepared. Huh. Oh my gosh, I love the Lord so much. This is not, I don't know how i received this assignment tonight, but I pray that this is ministering to some hearts tonight, whether you are single or, 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 or married, but I certainly know as he was giving it to me, it, I began to weep. Just parts of it just made me weep because I could feel the love and the, in the, 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 the admonishment of the Lord, where he's like, listen, I love you, but this season of waiting, I'm going to need you to think about it a little differently. The Lord also said, if you're still connected to your ex emotionally or physically, he says soul ties must be severed. That is hindering your spouse from being released. That is hindering the man that I have for you from being released. I'm going to say that again. If you are still connected to your ex emotionally or physically, that soul ties must be severed. And I'm gonna share a little small testimony. I think the Holy Spirit is giving me a little bit of a green light to share a little bit of this. Some of y'all on the line, are, a couple of you guys on the line know a little bit about this. So I was in a relationship uh, about a year, and um, I thought it was my husband, y'all. I mean, I swore, <laughs> Tamika can attest to this. I swore it was my husband, swore, 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 even though her husband was like, that's not her husband. but. He didn't want to say anything to me that's all good but um but because I, I swore it was my husband swore guys i swore her from the lord and just some things just started happening and we you know we, we ended up fornicating and you know seven months in and it kind of went downhill from there and then we ended up separating i just i just could we just it just didn't work and i was heartbroken i was heartbroken but not as heartbroken as i've been with 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 the previous relationship but i, I definitely felt it because i swore that he was my husband we connected families he was around my daughter all the time like he met my grandparents that are near and dear to my heart you know uh they're resting in heaven now but those were very important people to me swore he was my husband so i relocate to delaware okay you know okay lord here we go still so sad. still full in effect i'm still crying i'm still emotional i'm still in a place where i'm thinking that he's my husband but i'm not sure i feel confused i feel all kinds of ways so i i, I say lord this was 2019. This is twenty nineteen. Yeah, this was twenty nineteen. It was about October and November. I said, Lord, I refuse to go into a new year not knowing for sure. Like I need to hear from you, like I've never heard from you before, Lord. I need to hear that thing so clear and crisp in my spirit that I know that He is or is not my husband, so that I can either release Him or um, so I can either release Him or I have a clear understanding of who He is if He is my husband. And I prayed and I fasted, y'all. And I will never forget, he called me one day. Woo! Oh, this is the, he called me one day and the <laughs> I missed his call because I just really didn't feel like, at one point I would jump every time he called, but as, as time went on during that fast, it's like I just felt something shifting, right? The Lord hadn't said it to me, right? He hadn't said it to me, but I could just feel like, you know what, April, I don't know, something's just not right. These things aren't right. This, this, and this, and this. I just, it's not adding up. I missed his call. And I say, I don't really feel like calling him back. So I, I, so I didn't call him back a few, I say a few minutes past. Maybe not even a few minutes, maybe a couple minutes after he called after his, after I did, missed his call and the Lord said counterfeit clear as day. I mean, clear as day counterfeit. And I remember texting a friend and I said, I didn't tell her that, that the Lord called him a counterfeit. I said, girl. Someone so just called me, you know, I didn't really feel like answering the phone. I I lie to you guys not. She said, what did that counterfeit want? I could have fallen out the chair, gotten back up, fallen out the chair again. It was confirmation. So from that point on, I said, Lord, sever this soul tie because I knew I was still in the soul tie because there was too much going on. There was emotions. We had been physical. It was all kinds of money. Now you don't need to be physical in order for it to be a soul tie. We know that you can be hemmed up in a soul tie that's emotional. So. But, but this one was all kinds, this was both. So this was all kinds of mess. So I cried out, y'all. I cried out real tears for the remainder of that fast. And I asked the Lord, I said, sever this soul tie. And I had a sister praying and fasting with me on the same thing. I said, sever this soul tie so that it ends and I don't even feel any kind of way. So that literally it ends and there's no emotions at all. Can I tell you guys that the Lord delivered on that promise? That I walked into that new year and I was about as good as good could be that it was like the Lord literally honored my, 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 my prayer. And I share that because the Lord is saying in this hour that if you are still connected to your ex emotionally or physically, that soul ties must be severed. That That is one of the things that is hindering him from releasing or even showing you who your kingdom spouse is, and at some point, I'll release the latter part to that story. I'm not being given the green light to release the rest of that story in this particular sort of impartation, but there's more to it. So you guys remember that, stick a pin in that. But <laughs> remember, remember that the Lord is just He is just really encouraging us that, as hard as it may seem, that I'm telling you, when you lay that thing out on the altar and you cry out and you fast and ask for the soul ties to be severed, and I said Lord, severed at the root. See, because the thing about soul ties is that if they're not severed at the root, what ends up happening is that if a little bit of the bud or the little bit of the the the, the 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 bud that's left, it'll just grow again. Next thing you know, that same person coming back again, and he's coming back again. Listen, whatever you need to do to protect your space and your peace, and to protect your um your just what God is trying to do with you and who He wants to present to you, you must do it. I mean. I found myself having to block this individual on all as it came to a point where I had to end up blocking this individual on all platforms, every single platform. Because again, if soul ties are not severed at the root, they really, uh, uh, they really have the opportunity, the potential to grow again. And then you find yourself in a pattern. God keeps coming back around. Oh, I've been here before. Oh, God keeps coming back around. God keeps coming back around. God keeps coming back around. None of your other relationships work. God keeps coming back around. So tired. Not of the Lord. He is not of the Lord. You know he's not of the Lord, right? You no, know he's not of the Lord. And God is just really, he's like, listen, you're single in a season of waiting, but make sure these are the things that you are clear on that I am telling you or asking you or revealing to you in this, in this hour, when it comes to being prepared and in position. Ah, whoo, that was the next nugget. Come on, Holy Spirit. Oh, you're so sharp tonight. I love you so much. The next, the next thing that the Lord said is, whoo, be prepared and be in position. I pray that some of this is just really just ministering to, um, to to you all tonight. I see comments from Joy. I'm telling you, this was so specific that it is only the Lord that would have known who would be on the line, that, that he would have known. And there were a couple of people I was led to reach out to, and, and the Lord really said, share this this particular impartation more broadly. I don't usually do personal invites and I just don't, I just, it's a ministry and so people join as they're led. But in this particular instance, there were several people that I've, that I've reached out to and several people groups and women groups that the Lord had me specifically reach out to with it, with, to invite them in. And now I'm just obedient. I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know who is, what is for. I just know I have these, these nuggets and they bring me tears because God is so amazing and that this is a season Where he so desires, I know that what I know for certain is that this is a season where God is connecting and preparing and positioning us to be found by our kingdom spouses. The Lord revealed that to me entering into this new year. So, what he said is that the first quarter, the first two quarters of this year for women of grace, are going to be the lessons and, and what he's going to share and allow me to share, they're going to be very specific. So, if you remember about the fast, ladies, when we did the 21 day fast, it was about pursuing the heart of the Lord. But wait, there's more, right? Because on the flip side of that, it wasn't just about pursuing the heart of the Lord. The Lord said, It is your heart that needs to be cleansed in preparation for not just kingdom spouses, save the Lord, but the Lord said, In preparation for kingdom spouses and new ministries that are going to be birthed through you. But if your heart is not right. If there's wounds, if there's things that that, that, that you have allowed, uh, uh, um, you've placed a bandage on, but it hasn't fully healed, what needs to happen in this season, and this is regarding new ministries too, because a lot of times we want to enter into new ministries and new territories, but our hearts are not right. Mm. And the Lord says it is time to lift that bandage and allow that wound to heal the right way. And see, the right way means that the Lord has to put his super on that natural and it is a supernatural healing. And I think that is credited to to, to Pastor Daryl, Tamika's husband, shout out to Pastor Daryl. That always blesses me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me of that nugget from her husband. Hallelujah. That there's a divine healing that is taking place. The Lord spoke that to the Woman of Grace community a couple of months ago. And as we fasted, the Lord was really specific about that word, that this is a season of preparation. So that nugget that he said next was, was, was single sisters, be prepared and be in position. But I believe, thank you, Holy Spirit, that that is a corporate word, not just single sisters, but for even people who are thinking about or considering or praying about entering into a new area of ministry or taking on a new assignment, there's still work that needs to be done. The Lord said, be prepared and be in position. Hallelujah. Be prepared and be in position. He said, prepare for what you're prayed for. Prepare for what you have prayed for. This is back to the single sisters that there's a preparation that must occur. And there's a process, thank you, Holy Spirit, that must occur in preparation for what you're praying for. The Lord said, go before me and ask me to show you what you must do in order to prepare for marriage. Don't do it your way. Don't do what you think you're supposed to do. Don't do what your sister friend told you to do. Don't do what your unsafe friend told you to do. Don't do what your mother has told you to do, right? The Lord says, seek me for what it is that you need to do in order to prepare for marriage. Oh, I can remember doing this. I did this a few years ago. I did this twice. And, and the first time I did it, I was like, okay, Lord, you're telling me to do stuff that I'm not ready to do. Get my finances together. No, Lord, i ain't ready to get my finances together. This was like four years ago. He said, start paying off your debt. I was like, no, Lord, but I just want my husband to pay off my debt. This is a true story, y'all. True story. I was like, no. There were some other things he said to, 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 to do as well. And those things I started really prepare. I started really working on. There was that, that get out of debt piece. I just couldn't I just couldn't, I couldn't get with it. So I said, okay, Lord, no. So I did it again the next year. I said, okay, Lord, I'm pre- prepare me again. Prepare me more, 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 Pre-pre- more preparation, God, for marriage. He brought that get out of debt thing in front of me again. I was like, oh Lord, we're going to do this again. But finally, this was probably, this was a couple of years ago. So it was a couple of years ago that I really began to lay out all my debt, like really seriously lay out all my debt and begin to really put a plan in motion. And and really allowed the Lord to give me divine strategies for debt payoff and all kinds of different things. I finally took heed to the word that God was saying to me, and He sent me like financial, um, like uh, financially savvy sisters in the faith, and just all these resources and people that allowed me to position myself to be prepared for marriage. And I believe I ministered this on one of uh, another um, assignment where I said that that even if the Lord is telling you to do something that you really don't want to do, but it's in preparation for marriage, that we must be obedient. Because if we're not, it just delays us. It just delays us. It just delays us. And he's just going to bring it back. You can fast every year and ask him to prepare you. But if you don't do the two things that he told you to do the year before, or the year before that, he's going to bring them in front of us again. And that's exactly what he did. But I'm so grateful that he did and that he sent people to confirm his word to me because what it did is it positioned me and prepared me to have a significantly, uh, 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 an amount of debt that is significantly less than four years ago. And I'm still seeing the Lord just get it out of the way and get it done because the Lord continues to say that marriage is a ministry. So as we're seeking God and we're asking him to prepare us, that it is imperative that we don't do what we want to do, but we do specifically what God is asking us to do in order to prepare for marriage. Whether that's inconvenient, whether that's uncomfortable, whether that means addressing the the, the debt and the other, the emotion, the childhood trauma, all these things we've swept under the rug, the Lord is picking that rug up. It is time to address those issues because if we do not address them, it just creates a, a tension and a weight on a marriage that's supposed to be beautiful, oh, hallelujah, on on a marriage that is supposed to be centered on the things of Christ, but instead it's centered on crisis, right? It's supposed to be centered on Christ and it's centered on crisis because we have not allowed the Lord to do the work in those areas that we know without a doubt God has asked us to address, whether that's finances, whether that's emotional baggage that only he can unzip and unpack, right? I'm sorry, I don't care, even the best therapist, <laughs> cannot take the place of our divine and and heavenly and sovereign and just beautiful father. That even the best therapist, that God is really just, just, he's encouraging us and he's, he's plea he's, he's, he's given a plea and really coming before us in this hour as single ladies. And he's saying, this is what preparation looks like. This is what the weight looks like. These are the things that I am asking you to do during this season of waiting so that your season of waiting doesn't become a wait. weight. W-E-I-G-H-T. And that is what I sense and discern that has happened in the season of singleness. People have been waiting for years. And instead of uh, waiting in faith and waiting in service and really meditating and remembering the promises of the Lord, I mean, if Sarah waited 25 years for a promise, how can we be discouraged by one year, two years, three years, four years, five years? The Lord spoke a word six years. I think the Lord told me, my husband, Delana, can attest to this. I had a vision of my husband, it was probably like six years ago. <laughs> This is probably like six years ago yeah probably about five, five yeah five six years ago the vision of my husband didn't see his face but i could i could just feel his spirit and i began it made me weep we're gonna come back to that there's gonna be some there's gonna be a part two to this and it's it's yeah thank you holy spirit so we're gonna come back to that so remember that 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 even during that season of waiting it could have been seven years ten years twelve years it doesn't matter that the Lord does not see time as we see it he doesn't. And there's nothing too hard for the Lord. So while we are allowing society and our friends and the people around us to put these timelines and limitations on the Lord, the Lord, the Lord is saying not so. Not so. He doesn't operate within the, the cultural and the societal timelines and the norms and the traditions that by this age, if you're not here, then you, then, oh, well, by this age, if you haven't done this, then it's a high risk. At by this age, if you haven't gotten married, then you look crazy at by this age, if you haven't birthed that ministry that people are looking at and by this age, if you haven't started that church or whatever it is that people like, oh, oh my gosh, Lord, you are not playing tonight. This is what the Lord is is encouraging us to stray away from. And that is the limitations that the world seeks to put on us as believers. But what we know without a doubt is that God is so sovereign and there is nothing too hard for the Lord. And what we also know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So God said, this is a season of waiting, but not just waiting, but waiting in faith. And not just waiting in faith, the Lord said to take it a step further, but it's waiting in service. So we're waiting and we're serving and we're seeking the Lord during this time so that this wait does not become a wait. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I am just, oh gosh, this is just blessing me so much. I'm like, Laura, you didn't come. You came to minister real strong. These are words straight from the heart of the Lord. Again, I could not have thought of this. On my best day, in my best church dress, with my best church shoes, with my best church Dominican blowout, I could not, <laughs> and I love the Dominican blowout, I could not have thought of this, like this is just, these are just such sweet words from the Lord, and he just is positioning us, so and he is positioning us, and, and again, Women of Grace, we came off of a 21-day fast, and the Lord ministered. Something similar, you can just tell these sort are of preparing our hearts and minds, not just for kingdom spouses, but there were words in there for married couples as well, in terms of what God was doing. The Lord began to share about um, heart issues that married couples are, are are have left unresolved that is hindering the level. Of, of, of love that they can pour out or lavish upon their spouse because of unresolved childhood trauma, because of unresolved issues, because of baggage that hasn't been unpacked. That even if you're not single, that these very same issues, says the Lord, can affect your marriage and will affect your marriage if you leave them unchecked. Mm. That, that just what we think is something just for the singles is not. It's something for the married people as well. Hallelujah. The Lord covers all his bases. How I many know he covers all his bases? He didn't come to fight. Oh, i love him love him he just makes sure there's something for everyone he just so desires to see us all in position and prepared whether we are married or single whether we are married or single but tonight he certainly laid it all out there for our single sisters myself included who are single and and and, and waiting and 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 god is just oh he's just encouraging our heart. He's just encouraging our heart. And I want to go back to something I said in the beginning where the Lord said, he loves us too much to let us settle. Oh, if I could drop the mic and close this zoom out right now, he loves us too much Let us settle. See what happens if we're not careful in this season of singleness and in this season of waiting, we begin to settle for every person that we that slides in our DMs or for every person that approaches us because we're so tired of waiting that we automatically assume that they're from the Lord, but we haven't gone to the Lord to confirm that it is truly of the Lord. Oh, come on now. And then what happens is we before we know it, we're in a soul tie. We're in a soul tie. God loves us too much. To let us settle. And I want to go back to what he said in the beginning. If you only knew the way that I love you, you'd understand why I didn't let you settle, why anything other than my beloved son is your portion. The Lord says, I only give good gifts. So anything that I have not given you is not good. Anything that I have not given you is settling. Anything in any person that I have not ordained for you and have not sent to you, that it is not of me doesn't matter what it looks like on the surface. On the surface, it feels right. On the surface, it feels good. But if you have not sought the Lord and know without a doubt that it is the Lord that has spoken to you, not like where I was, where it wasn't really the Lord, it was, oh, it was such a mess. But if you haven't really sought the Lord and know without a doubt and receive confirmation from someone who can vouch for that person in the spirit, this is the importance of spiritual leadership and covering, right? Because if you don't know for sure and haven't heard from the Lord, about who that person is that you are connected to, you are settling. And the Lord says, settling is not our portion. The Lord said, and I want to go back to this part because this was such a beautiful part. Imagine if your heart was so intertwined with mine that your husband, my beloved son, had to seek permission from me in order to enter into your heart. See, let me tell you this. A man that's of God is going to seek the Lord about you. He's going to want to hear and receive confirmation from the Lord about you before he even steps at you in a way that is going to disrupt where you are. See, because we should be so centered on Christ and serving and waiting in service that, 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 that the man that God has for us, he knows like, okay, you know what? She's busy and booked. She's busy and booked. Let me make sure I approach the Lord before I even approach her because I want to make sure that this is even right. According to the Lord. Right. I'm telling you, it's something different that that, that there's something so different and so unique about a man of God, the way that a man of God approaches you, the way that a man of God must hear from the Lord about you. And there's all those memes that says, imagine a man that's praying for you. And I can tell you without a doubt, without sharing too much, that there is a man that is praying for you right now. That he is praying and preparing. And God is saying, now you must be prepared and in position. Hallelujah. Mm, Hallelujah. There's preparation in the wait, sisters. There's purpose in the wait, sisters. There's purging and purification in the wait. So we don't take any of those impurities like bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness. We don't take any of those impurities with us into the relationship that God has ordained for us because the Lord says that marriage is a ministry. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. He said, "What is it? Seek him to ask him what it is that he will have you focus on during this season of singleness." The Lord says, "Seek him So that you can hear clearly from him, not from anybody else, not from your your counselor, not from your advisor, not from your mentor. Seek the Lord so that he can tell you what you should focus on during this season. What assignments, what ministries, what tasks. Lord, what will you have me do during my season of singleness, during my season of waiting so that my season of waiting, W-A-I-T, doesn't become a season of wait, W-E-I-G-H-T. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm just so in awe at the goodness of the Lord for even allowing these words to be released. These are such beautiful words from his heart to ours. So I pray that even as as, as, as we go on throughout this night, that we really just go before our dad and we just really allow him to continue to 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 um to to uh to really just um to just really minister to our, to our hearts. And, uh, and so that is what, what the Lord said is that, um, ask him what it is that he will have you to focus on during this season. What is it that he wants you to focus on? The Lord wants you to seek him for your next assignment, to seek him for your next task, to seek him for what ministries you, you should be involved in. That during this season of singleness, that this is a season where you should be waiting in service, meaning you're waiting and serving the Lord. You're waiting and demonstrating a life of service to Christ. What assignments, Lord, will you have me work on during this season? What ministry should I be involved in during this season, Lord? What will you have me do? How can I use my talents and my gifts and abilities during this season of singleness, Lord? So that I'm not so wrapped up in finding a husband, that I'm not so wrapped up in, in, this, in this 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 myth or these these words of, of loneliness or these seeds of loneliness that the enemy wants to impose upon me, that I'm not so consumed by those negative seeds, but I'm so consumed by the things of you that there's no room for those negative seeds to even come in, that they don't even fall on good ground because I'm so consumed by the things of God during this season of singleness. So I pray, I pray, pray, pray that those of us who are single, that that God is really just, there have been confirmation in tonight's words. There uh, There has been just encouragement in tonight's words. There has been just such, again, just such sweetness for me. I'm like, oh, Lord, your words are so sweet. They're, they're bringing me much confirmation and, 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 and I'm just so grateful that the Lord allowed a whole pause on what I was going to, what he originally gave me to minister on because he saw fit to just pivot as, as our Bishop would like to say the word for this year, as he saw fit for, for women of grace to pivot and to really just uh, impart such beautiful and sweet words of encouragement to his single sisters. So as we go throughout tonight, as we go throughout this week, um, even just, just again, as we're entering into Valentine's Day, that we remember that none of those things matter. Valentine's Day does not matter. It is, it, there's nothing wrong with celebrating it. I'm in no way, you know, being like this, the, the, you know, the, 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 the negative Nancy or the Debbie Downer, absolutely not. But what I am saying is, for those of us who are single, that if we are not careful... We will be so consumed by social media and just by the lives of others on that day or during this week that we are creating an opening for the enemy to come in and remind us that we are single and remind us that we don't have anyone. But yes, we do have someone. Oh, we have someone that's going to love us in a way that we've never been loved before. And his son is going to lavish that same love upon us as a byproduct of his commitment and devotion to the Lord. Oh, that's so deep. That's exciting. That's something to look forward to that. His son will not be perfect, but his son will love the Lord. And as a product of him loving the Lord, as a result, thank you, Holy Spirit, of him loving the Lord, that we're going to receive that same love from our beloved, from his beloved son, the prince that God has for us. These days that we are single and in this season, that they will become a distant memory that they will become a distant memory that the man that God has for us, his love for us is not going to be centered on one day on one worldly holiday. His love for us is going to be demonstrated every single day of the year. So let's not get wrapped up or consumed in the things of the world. If we need to turn off our notifications this week, if we need to step off of social media this week, Whatever we need to do as singles to protect our space, to protect our peace, to guard our heart, to ensure that we are not um, uh, um, going in circles in the same pattern every single year, where we are not battling the same emotions and depression and anxiety every single year, it is time to get off the hamster wheel. It's time to really seek the Lord. Lord, what will you have me do in this season, Lord? You are my true love, Lord. On Valentine's Day, Lord, I mean, listen, Lord, I don't have anything against it, Father, but on this day, Lord, I'm going to love upon you and allow you to love upon me. And I'm going to love upon my other single sisters so that we can come together and band together and bind that spirit of anxiety and depression and restlessness and everything else that follows the seeds of the enemy during this time. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Heavenly Father. Oh, we just thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, we just love you, Father. We thank you that you would even see fit to just pour out this message tonight, Lord. We thank you that your heart is, is, is so pure and so so set on loving us, so set on encouraging us, so set on ensuring that we are in position and prepared for all that you wanna do, not just through us, Lord, but in us, because there's a purification, Lord, that, that it is a process that takes place in us first, Father, before you even allow your beloved Son, our future husband, to be released, Lord. So help us during this season, Father, of waiting, Lord. Help us not to become discouraged. Help us not to grow weary, Lord. Help us to really, truly put our hands to the plow and serve you, Lord, not looking back, Father, not allowing exes to come back around, not allowing the, hey, big head, hey, stranger season to get us caught up, but really, truly pressing, forward and keeping our eyes on you, Father, really allowing the things that you're trying to do in us in this season, the new things, Lord, that we want to perceive, but if we do not, and if we are not careful, Lord, that if we're looking back and dwelling on the former things, that we are going to miss what's in front of us, Lord. We pray, 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 Father, that even if you have us blinded to our spouses, that if they're in front of us, if we're crossing paths with them every day, Lord, allow us, Lord, to be to make be being healed, on I mean, the whole, Lord. Allow us to be healed, Lord. Allow any wounds, Lord, that you know that we have been picking at the scabs of, Lord. Allow them to be healed, Father. Divine healing, Lord. So we bring upon and we ask and command divine healing over each and every person, on this line, Father, and those who are listening to the replay, Lord, whether they're married or single, Father, there's always something that we've swept, hallelujah, under the rug, Lord. And this is a season where you're asking us to lift the rug, to allow you to really get the dust, to allow you to really get at the heart of some of the issues, even as married women, that we have left unresolved, that are hindering our marriage, Father, from being everything that you, Heavenly Father, have created to the be, hallelujah, Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, and even in this hour, Lord, that our season of waiting is going to bring forth a new level of confidence and faith in you, Father, that we understand that we have to wait in expectation, Lord, that if Sarah waited 25 years, Lord, and she received that promise, Lord, that you are not a man that shall lie, Father. It doesn't matter what any man walking this earth has said to us, has told us, has promised us, none of that matters, Lord, because you are not human, Lord. Your word, Lord, does not return to you void, Lord. So we thank you, Father. That we're going to rest in your promises tonight and every single night of this year, Lord, until you see fit, Lord, and until you desire to release the kingdom spouse that you have for us. But until then, Lord, we're going to get to work, Father. We're going to get to work serving you, Lord. We're going to get to work being about your business, Lord. There's so much work to be done, Father, so help us remove any idol that we have made out of marriage, any idol that we have made out of children, any idol that we have made out of anything that the world is telling us we've missed the mark on, anything that the world is telling us the time is ticking on that you are saying in this hour that there is nothing that is too hard for you. So let us not laugh that like Sarah laughed when people are encouraging us and telling us that it's not too late for us to get married, that it's not too late for us to have children, that it's not too late for us to, to start that ministry, that it's not too late for us to do the things that maybe we were told 20 years ago that we were supposed to do that we have not done yet, that there is nothing that is too hard for you, Lord. So we thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for your words, Father we love you so much, Lord. Oh, we so desire to be everything that you have created us to be, Lord. We so desire to accomplish every task that you have created us to do, Father. We thank you that even in this hour, Lord, we're going to seek you for that those assignments, Lord, that we really want to accomplish on behalf of you, Father. Those things that we really want to do that you've impressed it upon our spirit, Lord, but we're so bogged down, Lord, by this month and by this week and by this Valentine's Day and by all these emotions, Lord, that we have totally we missed your voice. We've totally missed what you've been trying to say to us, Lord, because this whole entire thing that the enemy's doing around this holiday is a smokescreen. It is designed to throw us off track, Lord. So we bind that spirit of discouragement and confusion in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that you're loosing clarity amongst your your daughters, Father. We thank you that you're loosing a clear vision for their life over your daughters, Father. We thank you that even in this hour, Lord, that you are, are, are revealing just those unresolved heart issues that even now, Lord, must be resolved in order for us to walk forward in every single thing that you're calling. Us to marriage, ministry, and above the Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we just love you, love you, love you, Father. May we rest in your arms tonight, Lord. May we rest in your loving embrace tonight, Lord, and allow you to continue to speak to us, Lord. Allow you to continue to minister to our hearts, Father, just like a good father does. When he sees his daughter down, when he sees his daughter discouraged, when he sees his daughter crying, that you come in, Father, that you intervene, Lord, that you scoop us up in your arms. So we thank you, Lord, Oh, we just love you, Father. It is on your precious and mighty name that we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.